Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. Ken Starr is probably best known as the dogged lawyer investigating one of Bill Clinton's land deals back when he was president, which led to the whole sex scandal and President Clinton's eventual impeachment. Starr himself wasn't free from scandal. His time as the president of Baylor University was cut short after a number of women at the school came forward with accusations of being sexually and physically assaulted, as well as raped by members of the football team. An internal investigation found massive failures among the higher-ups, and Starr resigned. He wrote a memoir about the Clinton investigation, titled Contempt. And in this interview with NPR Steve Inskeep, he talks a big game about how no one can be above the rule of law, and how what he was really after in his investigations was the abuse of power. This interview was taped in 2018. By 2020, Starr would join President Trump's impeachment defense team. Ken Starr has written a memoir of the investigation that led to the impeachment of President Clinton. Starr was the independent counsel told to look into Bill and Hillary Clinton's land dealings in Arkansas. While investigating, he was told that President Clinton lied in a civil deposition about an affair with Monica Lewinsky. The charge of perjury became the heart of a bitterly partisan fight in which the House impeached and the Senate acquitted the president. Years later, Starr writes that the Clintons are, quote, fundamentally dishonest, and their Attorney General Janet Reno was, quote, cowardly for not publicly backing his investigation. Ken Starr's book is called Contempt, and he's on the line from New York. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. Good to be with you. Why two decades later was now the time for you to write this book? Two things, uh, Steve. First, my personal circumstances uh, changed. I was freed. I was... uh, uh, freed of responsibilities at Baylor University, where I was president and mm-hmm. chancellor. And then secondly, uh, Hillary lost the election, and uh, I felt that the time uh, was uh, was appropriate. Meaning that if she had won the election and was president, you maybe wouldn't have written this book. I certainly would have had second thoughts uh, about it, because she's now part of history. Uh, and Bill is part of history. So this is the inside story, and that's what I'm trying to do in contempt, to just say, here's the inside story from my perspective of what happened and why. Do you think that the violation you found was worth more than four years of investigation? Well, the four years of investigation went to a whole variety of things, including the travel office investigation, the FBI files investigation. But yes, there were 14 criminal convictions in Arkansas, including a very hard-fought three-month trial, resulting in Bill and Hillary's uh, business partners uh, being found guilty. Oh, the McDougals, right. Yes, the McDougals, as well as Jim Guy Tucker, the sitting governor of the state. So... We found much more than I expected to find. I thought, Steve, I would be out in six months. Not so. Uh, You were told, I guess, at the beginning, according to the memoir, that you should move your family to Little Rock, Arkansas. It's going to take a while. But ultimately, what what history is going to remember is that one charge, uh, the, the perjury accusation involving Monica Lewinsky. Was that worth it? Well, of course it was worth it because we had to have in our system, and the point I'm making in contempt is that no one is above the law. But I do think also that uh, while history may focus on perjury, what we're really talking about ultimately is obstruction of justice and the abuse of power. Uh, The abuse of power is laid out uh, in the book, uh, and people will come to their own judgments. But in our view, all of us in the investigation involved believed that the president had abused his power, and that was uh, a view that uh, we uh, uniformly shared. 
Well, you you did have support from your party, particularly in the House of Representatives. They voted to impeach President Clinton. They supported you. The Republican majority did. They argued this wasn't about sex, but as you say, about lying and about the abuse of power. Uh, What have you thought about now that Republicans, the same party, have become overwhelmingly supportive of a president who's been documented making thousands of false statements? (laughs) Well, the comparisons will be intriguing as we proceed because there are eerie echoes of what happened 20 years ago. And I think we're having a very serious conversation about what is it that we expect in a president in terms of the conduct in terms of rule of law. But here's a key distinction. At least as far as we know, uh, Donald Trump has not lied under oath. As far as we know, he's not intimidated witnesses. As far as we know, in my view, he has not obstructed justice. So, Are you the, sure he hasn't intimidated witnesses? He's publicly talked about witnesses in this investigation. He's publicly run down the special counsel, of course, special prosecutor. Yes, yes, and I do not approve of running down the special counsel. I think that's inconsistent with the rule of law, just as in contempt I tell the story of uh, saying to anyone who would listen that it's the responsibility of the president and then the attorney general, either to cooperate with the investigation or to fire me. There's a really odd juxtaposition, Steve, right now, in that the president tweets uh, these nasty things, and yet from everything that appears, he's cooperating fully with the investigation. Bill Clinton he said hasn't, he was... He hasn't agreed to be interviewed yet, so far as we know. But they produce thousands of documents, and of course now it appears that Bob Mueller is not even asking for an interview. He's simply saying written questions... Which, by the way, suggests <clears throat> to me that the, the entire investigation, at least as it affects the president, uh, this president is winding down. Apparently, um, the president has been reluctant to be interviewed because various of his lawyers have felt he could not get through that session without lying. You <laughs> describe the Clintons as fundamentally dishonest. Is our current president fundamentally dishonest? Well, I'm not going to opine on the president. Let's get all the facts in. I have all the facts in with respect to Bill and Hillary, and that's what contempt is all about. But I do think that there are echoes. We want our president to be honest, and we especially want the president to be honest under oath. You know, the old saying about an ambassador is an honest person sent abroad to lie for his country. So we're not talking about the morality of truth-telling. We're talking about the rule of law. That's what I'm trying to... uh, convey in contempt. I noticed in the book you were upset at Janet Reno, the attorney general at the time, because she failed to publicly support your work. She didn't trash your work so far as I know, but she didn't speak up and you found that to be cowardly, which does make me wonder, what do you think now that President Trump publicly calls the investigation surrounding uh, him a witch hunt, regularly calls it that on a regular basis? Well, this is another eerie echo from the past, and this is what contempt, I think, the book is is teaching us uh, now. Let's look. History does, in fact, teach us, and I think it's wrong. The president should not be doing that, and I've condemned it in an op-ed piece uh, in the Washington Post uh, a little over a year ago. I wrote very firmly <laughs> my view, uh, Mr. President, cut it out. Quit uh, criticizing 
especially at that time, the uh, attorney general, and that has uh, persisted. I think that's wrong. Why do you think large majorities of Republicans at least <clears throat> think it's fine? They approve of the president's performance, at least. I, I, I disagree with that, Steve. I don't think that there is agreement uh, with that. It's, it's sort of we agree with 80 percent of his policies. Newt Gingrich put it very well the other day uh, and disagree with 20 percent. Uh, and most people are saying uh, that I certainly know are saying we wish he would stop tweeting or at least if he's going to tweet, uh, tweet in Isn't a very different way. Isn't that kind of way. dissembling though, Mr. Starr, because that is the heart of his presidency is what he says publicly and the attitude he strikes. I think he would be better and more likely to be reelected if he put a stop to it. Just as uh, Bill Clinton would be remembered, I think, in different ways now, if he had listened, and this is what we uh, say, what I say in contempt, to say, I'm going to tell the truth now. Ken Starr is the author of Contempt. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Steve. Thank you. Thank you.